morning. It is a blessing to be with you today and an honor to present a portion of God's Word. Today we're going to be continuing our series on crosswords, the last uh, words that Jesus spoke to us while he was on the cross. Last week we uh, talked about forgiveness. Jeremy brought us that lesson about forgiveness. Um, when Jesus said, forgive them for they know not what they do. And through the coming weeks we'll be studying five other uh, last words of Jesus. Today, we're going to look at the compassion that Jesus showed on the cross when he uh, talked to John about taking care of his mother. Now, when thinking about this series and, and this study in particular, it started making me think about the concept of famous last words. Now, imagine you're on your deathbed. What kinds of things will you want to say to your family and loved ones? When you know you only have a limited amount of time, what do you say and how do you spend those last moments? When you're together in that moment, what is going to be on your heart? What do you want to leave as a legacy behind to those people? What you say and what you do in those last, those last moments can be a major indicator of your character. And we see that through Jesus, through his last moments, and through his last words. In John chapter 19, verse 26 to 27, it says, When Jesus saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing nearby, he said to his mother, Woman, behold your son. Then he said to the disciple, Behold your mother. And from that hour, the disciple took her into his home. We see here through Jesus' last words, or some of his last words, the compassion that he had for his mother, that he wanted to make sure that she was taken care of. Now, a lot of things that Jesus said and he did in, those last, in the last couple chapters of the Gospels had to do with prophecy. You know, over and over again, we see it say that the scripture would be fulfilled. But in this instance, it's a very human, uh, very... Uh, personal request that he has in this moment and that is that his mom is taken care of I think that that's something that you know really all of us can uh, can relate to that that we want our loved ones to be taken care of and Jesus was no different while he's hanging on the cross bearing the sins of all of humanity one of his priorities was making sure that his loved one was taken care of and the compassion that he showed there is what we want to study today. And how compassion was, uh, was personal to Jesus and how it needs to be personal to us as well. Now, while this, this story with his mother highlights the compassion of Jesus, it's far from the only time that he either shows or teaches about compassion. In John chapter 11, we read about Lazarus. Lazarus was a dear friend to Jesus, and he falls ill and then passes away. And after he's been buried, Jesus comes uh, to the family, and we see Lazarus' sister's reaction in, 30, in verse 32 to 36. Now when Mary came to where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet, saying to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping, and the Jews who had come with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in his spirit and greatly troubled. And he said, Where have you laid him? They said to him, Lord, come and see. Jesus wept. So the Jews said, 
see how he loved him. Now, once again, we see a very human, relatable, emotional reaction from Jesus. Through his tears, we see the compassion that he has for Lazarus and for Lazarus' family. Now, at this point, Jesus knew that he was going to raise Lazarus from the dead. But Lazarus' family and friends, they didn't know that. And through their heartbreak and through their grief, Jesus' heart was broken. And he wept for their grief. He had compassion for them. And then he went on to perform possibly his greatest miracle before his own resurrection, and that was raising Lazarus from the dead. When they rolled away that stone and told him to, to come out, the whole, all of his friends and family were astonished. And through Jesus' compassion, he could relate to those people and their loss, and then he was able to bring that loved one back to them to, to ease their suffering. Another instance of Jesus' compassion we see in, in John chapter 8 um, through the adulterous woman. Now, this woman was caught in adultery, and uh, some of the Jews and Pharisees brought this woman before Jesus um, and said that she'd been caught in adultery and that the law commands that this woman be stoned. And so they're trying to get Jesus' reaction. And John 8, verses 7, and then 9 through 11, it says, And they continued to ask him. He stood up and said to them, let, whom, let him who is without sin among you be the first to throw a stone at her. But when they heard it, they went away one by one, beginning with the older. And Jesus was left alone with the woman standing before him. Jesus stood up and said to her, Woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? She said, No one, Lord. And Jesus said, Neither do I condemn you. Go, and from now on, sin no more. Now, if anybody had the right to condemn this woman for her sin, it would have been Jesus. As the only human ever to live that hadn't committed a sin, he had the right to cast that stone and to, to, uh, to condemn her. But his compassion, he chose not to do that. He chose um, compassion for this woman and, and offered her a way to salvation rather than condemning her on the spot. So this story also demonstrates how it's, it's one thing to show compassion for maybe you know, your own mother or a family mother, member. It's one thing to show compassion for a loved one, you know, a friend, but it's something completely different to show compassion for a complete stranger, let alone someone who was caught in a very public, open sin. But Jesus' compassion compelled him not to condemn her like he does not condemn us as long as we repent from our sins. Now, if, uh, if his actions weren't enough to show you that compassion was important to Jesus, he also taught about compassion very specifically in the example of the Good Samaritan. Now, in this parable that Jesus, that Jesus speaks to his disciples, he tells them of a man who goes on a journey, is uh, attacked by robbers, beaten, left for dead on the side of the road. Eventually, a priest comes by, sees the man dying, and decides to walk on the other side. A Levite comes by, does the same thing. See him, sees him dying on the side of the road, walks the other way. And then finally, a Samaritan, an enemy of the Jewish people, comes by, sees him dying in the dish, ditch, and shows compassion on him, and takes him, cleans his wounds, gets him to an inn, and, and pays all the debts that it will take 
to heal this man and get him back on his way. So in Luke chapter 10, verse 36 to 37, it says, Which of these three do you think proved to be a neighbor to the man who fell among the robbers? He said, The one who showed him mercy. And he just said to him, You go and do likewise. So we see over and over again that compassion mattered to Jesus. Mercy, compassion, having a soft heart, all of these things kind of go together when talking about Jesus' attitude towards us. His love and his compassion um, should demonstrate to us that that's what we need to have in our Christian walks as well. He wants us to go and do likewise, to show mercy and to show compassion to our neighbors, to our enemies, to our friends, to our relatives. It doesn't matter. But that kind of heart is what he uh, compels us to do. Now, if Jesus' teachings and his demonstrations weren't enough to show you that compassion matters, we also see throughout the New Testament, there are different authors and different books, that, that compassion is important. In Ephesians chapter 4, verse 32, it says, Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, as God in Christ forgave you. Colossians 3.12 Put on, then, as God's chosen ones, holy, beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. Then 1 Peter 3 and 8, finally, all of you have unity of mind, sympathy, brotherly love, a tender heart, and a humble mind. All these things really uh, are synonymous with compassion, tender heart, sympathy, mercy, humility, kindness. All these things are the type of attitudes that we are commanded to have in our everyday walk as Christians. You know, if we're prideful and we only care about ourselves and we only care about what's going on in our lives and we don't care what's happening to our family, our friends, uh, the community, the world, then we're not truly living a Christ-like life that we are called to live. And these verses demonstrate that. That across the New Testament, Jesus' teachings, the, uh, the apostles' teachings, that having a tender heart, a broken heart, is important and is valuable in order for us to walk the Christian life that that we need to live. If we live by these commands, and if we model our life after this, then we'll be the type of Christian that that Christ wants us to be, and we'll be following his example. So what are some practical things that we can do to show compassion uh, in this world? And in Galatians 6, 2, it says, Bear one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. I think that this is a great simple verse that really uh, is really practical for how we can show compassion to the world. Some of the things that, that I just I thought of uh, as an example is to be a shoulder to cry on. I know personally, when, when I started studying compassion, that was the first thing that came into my mind. I know when I have a heavy heart, when I feel like the burdens of the world are on my shoulder, that's what I really need. It's just someone to, to listen to me, to be that shoulder crying, to give me advice, um, and just be there with me while, while I'm going through whatever tribulation is happening. Uh, fulfill a need when you see it. This is something that Michael and Carrie have, have talked about um, throughout Jacob's accident, especially when he was in the hospital, that when people saw a need and they filled it, that was a great way to help bear their burden. And so that, I think, is an example for all of us that, that's practical, that if we see someone going through a hard time and, or we see a, a need that can be fulfilled in someone's life, 
that we don't just wait to be asked, but that we take action and, and actively try to, to lift that burden off of our brother or sister. And then finally, tying back to our sermon last week about forgiveness, I think showing forgiveness is, is a way of showing compassion. Because holding on and not forgiving is, is a personal problem. I mean, that's, that's pride and that's saying that I want to hold this against you. You did me wrong. But if we have compassion for that person, whether they ask for it or not, we need to be showing forgiveness for whatever wrongdoing has been done to us. So as we studied last week, God has, has forgiven so much more than, than we ever could be wronged of. He's forgiven the, the world of its sins. And whatever slight that someone has, has made against us, that pales in comparison to the sins that have been committed against God. So if we're not showing compassion and forgiving one another, then why would God show compassion and forgive us? Now, the, the last point that I want to talk about when it comes to Jesus' compassion is really the, the ultimate showing of compassion that he had, and that was coming to this earth and dying on the cross for our sins. In John 3, 16 and 17, it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. And in Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 through 8, have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even the death on a cross. Christ's ultimate example of compassion is what he did for this world. Through God's love, and sending his son, and Jesus' compassion of humbling himself and coming to this world and, and dying on that cross, he gives us a chance of salvation. Now, he didn't have to. He didn't have to leave heaven and come down and, and go through everything that, that he did, the beatings, the death, the humiliation. But he chose to do that because he loved us. He saw us in our irredeemable state of sin and said, I will redeem them. I have compassion for them, I love them, and I will make this sacrifice so that they have an opportunity to, to live eternally in, in heaven. And so, kind of bookending uh, this lesson, I want to look at the, the first interaction between Jesus and his mother, uh, as we've looked at the last interaction between Jesus and his mother uh, before his death. In Luke chapter 2, we see that Jesus is, is a young boy, and he uh, is traveling with his parents to Jerusalem for the Passover. And as they leave, his parents think that he's with a relative or with, with someone in their group. And they get down the roadways and figure out he's not in the caravan. So they head back to Jerusalem, search for three days, and finally find him sitting on the steps uh, discussing scripture with, uh, with uh, the doctors there. And in verse 48 says, And when they saw him, they were amazed. And his mother said unto him, Son, why hast thou thus dealt with us? Behold, thy father and I have sought thee sorrowing. And he said unto them, How is, the, how is it that you sought me? Wist ye not that I must be about my father's business? I think that I love this verse because it shows that Jesus, from a young age, knew that he had a job to do, that he had a mission. 
And he was going to be about it. <laughs> he was going to be about his father's business. And as we read at the very beginning, with this last interaction with his mother, while he's on the cross dying for, for our sins and finally finishing his father's, his father's mission, his priority in that moment was the compassion of taking care of his mother. So a couple things that I want us to take from this, this study of compassion and Jesus' example um, is that com compassion was commanded throughout the books of the New Testament. Christ's compassion is what enabled him to die on the cross for our sins. And compassion was personal to Jesus, should be, so it should be personal to us too. That's what I really want us to take from today, is that compassion was personal to Jesus. He cared about it. It was a priority to him. And so as we go throughout our daily life you know, in the coming weeks, I want us to make compassion a priority, to look for a need in someone's life that we can fulfill, that we can look to, to bear one another's burdens, that we can be available to someone in need to be a shoulder to cry on or, or a person um, to just to pray with someone, read the Bible with, whatever the case may be, to help uh, bear someone's burden. That's what I want us to do this week. So if the church can assist you in any way, um, if you need the prayers of the church, or you know that you need to be more compassionate in your life, please come forward and sit on the front row as we stand and sing the song that's been selected.